What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Minoxide, and tonight I'm joined by Dogbot, and that's it. What's up, DB? Not much, not much. Uh, you know, just been working at the Chupacabra Kennel lately, and uh, I've been training. I don't know, did I send you the picture of the Chupacabra on my lap? I was uh, training it to be able to recognize uh, political trannies by watching Mr. E videos with me on my I, lap. I did not realize that's what you guys were doing in the video, in the video, in the picture. But uh, yeah, I do remember seeing that picture. They're, yeah. they're actually, they're not as ugly as people make them out to be. They're, they're really not. See, the thing is, is I don't know if it's barking at Condoleezza Rice because it's a tranny or if it's black. I mean, por qué no los dos? Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I guess we'll find out whenever I put on Westworld. Yes. Then oh, it'll be God. barking the whole time. Right, right. Actually, speaking of speaking of it being just you and me, did Jack call off tonight? What the hell? I just realized that. No Jack. Uh, he he has a boo boo on his knee. Is that what's going on? He's still having the knee issue. So something. About I, no, I really, I really don't that. know. Uh, uh, hopefully, he didn't flip another automobile. Uh, well, that's what we thought happened to him the other night. Yeah, and he he uh, he had to take off at halftime uh, at the uh, on the weekend show last week. So I hope he's all right. I haven't heard too much from from him. I know he put together. Um, Oh, it says he's waiting. All right, we're gonna add, we're gonna add Jack. Oh wow! All right, let's add Jack. That might be my fault. This could be my fault, you know. Uh, let's add Jack to the call. He's like Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. He he really is. What happened to Kevin? Did we did we, we, we forget Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. forgot. Why? When he gets in, when he gets in, we'll add him. Okay. So, season six has started, man. Uh, you missed the first episode. But uh, you listened to it. I know you listened to it. Uh, what you, would you think about Mr. Jonathan McCormick's stuff? Uh, really compelling stuff. Uh, I'd like to have him back on. We can talk to him about some more stuff. His blog's very interesting. Yes. Yes, very much so. I, liked, I like his blog a lot. Um, uh-oh. How do you unmute somebody when you, when you mute them on, the, on Skype? Oh, God damn it. Did I meet you by accident, Jack? Jack, unmute yourself. There you go. Yo. Hey, buddy. Uh, I think I typically come in muted. Oh, okay. There you go. How you doing, man? But uh, We're on. We're on. How you doing, buddy? Uh, oh, what's going on? Yeah. I guess that was my fault for getting to add you to the call. We, we started a, a, a separate call because we have 8,000 Skype calls with different guests and stuff, and if you just push the call button, it calls people that we haven't spoken to in a while. And sometimes they answer and they're like, what the hell do you want? And sometimes they think it's just another show and they just start talking. Yeah, we, we got all the way to the, yeah, we got all the way to the Denver airport and we were looking at this one painting with this, uh, burning third world kid. And we were like, Oh shit, we forgot Jack. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you were yes you were uh kevin from home alone here for a little bit there jack we were like wait a second it's just the two of us no, too young just kinda... for that reference i am not too young for that reference <laughs> he knows he knows his home he knows his shitty christmas damn movies. it 
Yes. Don't make me get my Red Rider. I swear to God. Oh boy. Now we're not no, doing Christmas that, movie that doesn't references count because that, yeah, that movie airs like nonstop around Christmas. So even somebody who's like five years old has seen that movie. Yeah. If you're if you're an American and you're older than five and you haven't seen, you'll shoot your eye out yet. Um, you're probably blind, to be honest. Uh, but you, then you've heard it. Remember TNT? Remember the is TNT still a thing? Is that still a channel? TNT? Probably. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, Turner Turner's still alive, right? I don't know. Are there still kids to get adrenochrome from? Then, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's going to come up later on in the show. Uh, no, they used to do a thing where, like, the week before Christmas, they played... They played um, Christmas story, 24 hours a day for the whole week. Like Literally seven days of 24 hours a day of the same movie. It's enough to drive somebody mad. Yeah, I wish they would point a Jewish space loister at uh, Atlanta, Georgia and burn Turner Studios to the ground. Yeah, it's a shame. They only use their Jewish space lasers uh, in, um, you know, up in Northern California. Or um, where else did they use their Jewish space lasers recently? There was another, there's another instance uh, of Jewish space lasers. Well, Colorado and Australia. Oh right, right, right. And by Jewish space laser, uh, we obviously mean directed energy weapons. Um, do you think that the whole Jewish space laser thing is really dumb in a great way to? Um, I mean, you just want to start talking about what's her name, Marjorie. Uh, Marjorie Green or something? Is her name? Marjorie Taylor Green. Marjorie Taylor Green. We were yeah. going to definitely talk about her later. Okay. So, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hang on to that content for after. Um, let's do the business stuff that we didn't get to on Saturday. We got a couple donations. We got a Bitcoin donation, 40 bucks, just now. Literally just now, just now. Thank you, random Bitcoin donator. Uh, and then let's check... Emails for the other ones. We got. This thing takes forever because my service sucks. Uh, we got 50 from Bob Ross. He said, hey, it's Bob Ross. I sent you mails. Figured I should give monies to. Been freeloading for a long time now. Thank you, Bob Ross. Uh, he sent us an email. Uh, and he commented on Saturday's show. And he has uh, a guest for us to interview. I uh, will check into that. And get back to. I love his paintings, man. Dude, he's ASMR, man. It's the best ASMR painter that there is. And then this little we, bunny over here. <laughs> little bunny's happy. Happy little trees. He's just jumping around. Happy little trees. Uh, we got we got a donation from Based Mom. We got twelve bucks from Based Mom. And uh, what did she say? I think it came with a condition. Yes. And I think that condition happens to be. For me to say, God bless the state of Texas. Absolutely. There you go. Or, tech, or Texas is great, or uh, don't mess with Texas, or everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So, so they, yeah, there's all these different slogans attached to the state that I live in. So it's, oh, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. Well, I mean, but, but apparently. But apparently, reset and mud flood theory only occurs in the other forty-nine states. Right. 
just not in Texas. Every everything else that you would possibly question as uh, from a previous reset in other states, apparently in the state of Texas, no, we it was hard work and ingenuity that built the Capitol building. It it wasn't just something that was stumbled upon. You listen, buddy. They not only not only did they build the Capitol building in the same architectural style as literally every other Capitol building in this United States, complete with dome and spire and all of that. But because it is the great state of Texas and everything's bigger in Texas, they made it bigger than the actual nation's Capitol building, which is interesting to say the least. Also, did they, did they get the horses to stack on each other's backs and shoulders and stuff to get the, like, how do they, how do they get that dome up there? Not just in Texas. Like, how do they get the domes up there in the first place? We're going to do that show. I do have to say that the Capitol building architecture uh, around this country is, is definitely interesting. And it lends to that mud flood reset theory stuff that we've been talking about a little bit here and there. Um, I know a lot, of, a lot of people know we've been watching the John Levi videos. And it is Levi. It is Levi. I heard him say his own name. It's Levi. But he's Mormon, so... I mean, that's basically Jewish anyways, isn't it? Well, I mean, poor uh, poor Mormons. What are you going to do? <laughs> I know, I know. You know especially the disillusioned, Mor- the disillusioned Mormons. What are you going to do? Right. You look, I mean, if you look at some of the stuff that was built in Salt Lake City that they said was built by like 1,500, you know, when the population was like 1,500 people, and you're looking at this massive white marble, like, eight-story building with spires in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. supposedly built in a swamp you know for whatever reason <laughs> right strangely <laughs> enough like, is it strangely enough you, i mean I, during the during the construction they realized you know three stories in they realized they were building on a swamp oh wow yeah quarter of the way into it they noticed horse and buggy man yeah horse and buggies built in a swamp quarried 100 miles away uh quarried I believe it's like not a hundred miles. That was that was an exaggeration. It's quarried like two hours away by car. So that's far. That's far. And let's not forget. Let's not forget all the other stuff. Man, we're just that's, this is for a different show. This is the midweek update show. Okay, this is what we're we're not doing a. The, the reset in the architecture thing. All right, we got a lot of stuff going on. A lot right, of things. It, it, what what. It does bring me to a particular, a particular comment that I saw that Jack put in the chat that I just, I just kind of like, I kind of feel like we should address it. Okay. Which, which you know, comment? And, uh, it, the comment, the comment is if you perpetuate the space is fake, moon oh, landings are fake and earth is flat conspiracy theories, then you should be shunned from any nationalist chat. Cope. One, the moon landings were national socialist scientific achievements. Jews are mad about this. You are falling for a Jewish trick. Two, space is real. I will not even bother with this one. Three, the earth is not flat. We have seasons based on latitudinal locations indicating obvious curvature in the planetary object. (laughs) That sounded very scientific. Listen. And if you perpetuate any of these theories, you are simply shitting on white achievements. Oh, the old, 
the old yes don't shit on the white achievements trope cope that's a that's that's a definite cope um there was who was it i can love my people and think space is fake you know, absolutely you can love your people and think space is fake and especially when you know nasa we know that nasa's fake i mean let's not even get into how, how fake nasa is i mean spacex speaking of fake spacex okay you and, and current events there we go fake and current event uh spacex's starship sn9 just crash landed i don't know we can't the video has no sound I would like to play the video. I mean, maybe we can post a link. You know what we'll do, Jack? Um, make sure in the show notes to remind me to post a link with this. I'll post the Twitter link to the video of this. Um, yeah, this looks literally like a sheet metal tube with some fireworks strapped onto the side of it. Uh, you know the you know the um, the HVAC stuff you see you know like in the ceilings of industrial buildings. Just that the the spirally wrapped tube. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, but Mo Werner von Braun, man, he's so based. Well, he was, he was, <laughs> uh, he, he was, he predicted a guy going to Mars by the name of Elon. So based. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I don't know what to tell people when it comes to the space thing, because, it's all so fake. There's, I, I don't understand how people in this day and age can actually buy it. I mean, this, this SpaceX crash landing, even, okay, the thing is, is this. We supposedly went to the moon, God knows how many times. We've done all this other stuff. Uh, the Chinese went to the moon. The, the Jews try to keep trying to go to the moon and it blows up. Well, Elon Musk keeps trying to do this thing and everything he's done, except for putting his car supposedly around Mars, everything he's done is exploded. Pretty much, right? Or gone belly flopped. I mean, even my boss who loves space mm-hmm. and stuff like that, right? And, and who thinks the moon landing happened. And I don't argue with him about this stuff. I just like listening to him talk about it. Even he thinks that their ability to, uh, for the rocket to go up and then land itself back down onto like uh you know an aircraft carrier or a barge or uh, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what kind of water vessel they're doing it on he thinks that's fake okay you know, yeah he said he watched the launch uh the launch back in november was it back in november that sent people up mm-hmm. uh he said he said the it it looked really odd the fuselage the 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 footage on the fuselage, he said, just looked really weird, you know? And I was like, cause it's fake. (laughs) Cause it's fake. Right. Because it's, yeah, it's, and Elon even says himself, you can tell it's real because it looks so fake. Uh, there's this tweet from CBS news uh, on the 27th. That's a couple days ago. It says NASA stages a spacewalk to hook up European experiment platform. They staged a spacewalk. Interesting choice of words there. Hmm. Um, just like they stage everything else. Speaking of, speaking of tweets, did you see the tweet that I sent you by the content account known as the Space Shipper? It used to call itself Spaceship Porn, but uh, it changed its name. 
you did, and I don't remember which tweet it was. Which one was? Which one was this? Was this the guy that? Oh, right, yeah. Well, he ended up. He ended up basically showing the uh, SpaceX rockets looking really fake. Right now, this I've followed this content account for a really long time. It he he's really into sci-fi, obviously, but he's into the spaceships in sci-fi and going back to the forties or or even like the silent films and stuff. And he'll he'll post really cool content of like you know the dudes building models and stuff like that. You know, to, uh, the behind the scenes kind of stuff. But the other day, he posted a series of four pictures, and they were four rocket ship launches, and three of them were from fictional movies, and then Mm -hmm. the fourth one is the SpaceX thing. Now, I don't think he intended it this way, because I think he thinks the SpaceX thing is real, right? Right. What he ended up proving, in my opinion, is how it just looks like a fucking movie set. And I don't think he had that intention at all, but it's just it's just very ironic, uh, you know. He <laughs> and, and other people are posting other ones, mm-hmm. you know. And some of these look, I, I mean, it looks as bad as some of the rocket ships from black and white sci-fi movies. <laughs> it's they, like they didn't even bother trying to make it look uh, highly technological in any way, shape, or form. No, it's literally a grain silo with a pointy cap on it and a couple of little uh, tinfoil fins attached to the side of it. Um, nothing about it, like nothing about it, looks real. Uh, somebody actually posted in the chat says, hey, "I want to see a complete wide shot of the descent as well as the close-up shot of the camera being destroyed by the explosion." Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you got that one shot. Okay, so the the video is of the. Uh, was it the second or third stage or whatever it is coming back down doing its 180 you know because rockets can do a 180 in the air speaking of 180s uh tony hawk landed a 720 at age 52 yesterday and it'll be his last one of his career i just want to say that uh congratulations to tony hawk for being the greatest skateboarder to ever touch the touch a deck anyways all right Back to back to the paranormies. That just for some reason reminded me of that. Um, so the rocket did a one eighty, real, came down and exploded, <laughs> and it just exploded. I'm sorry, yeah, I, that was a that was a derail of my own. Um, but you got something? Well, you got something to say about I Tony Hawk? That was some real Gen X posting hours, man. That was. <laughs> 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 I mean, hey, I, I got I got some residual love for for old Tony Hawk as well. Bones Brigade. You know, to the end. You know Absolutely, what I mean? Dude. I just, I just did not. Ex- I mean, I didn't expect that. Uh, I didn't expect a skateboarding drop I, in the middle of talking about space. You know, I didn't expect to see it today while I was scanning through, scrolling through the old Telegram, and I saw it. Fifty-two years old. Took him four tries, and he nailed it. And he's officially never trying that again because it's extremely dangerous for somebody at his age. But yeah, I was impressed. Yeah, and it was in the middle of the space rant. Anyways, let's get back to the space thing. <laughs> Real Gen X hours. <laughs> well, we haven't started talking about Marilyn Manson yet, but yeah, okay. let's finish up with space. Right. At least Tony Hawk's stunt was real. Yeah. That's a very good point, Jack. That is a very good point. You could tell it was real because he had to do it three times 
until he nailed it. But man, that wasn't fake. Um, back to SpaceX. So I got some articles about SpaceX. So we have here, SpaceX is launching the world's first all-civilian mission. Would you want to explore outer space without an astronaut? <laughs> uh, didn't that go really well for the Challenger? Right, right. That's, that's right, yeah. Didn't go so good for the science teachers. Yeah, they had one female teacher on there, and the thing <laughs> the thing blew up. It's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, the... Uh, supposedly we'll do it we'll do the space shuttle episode at one point okay so wait wait wait, wait. what was that what was that joke in the 80s uh how what's a good way to get rid of your teacher uh challenger oh no never mind all right so this spacecraft the company's spacecraft so there's a civilian mission it's going to be Oh, it's the Crew Dragon capsule. Well, that'll launch again. It's going to be commanded by a man named Jared Isaacman, the founder and CEO of Shift 4 Payments. The mission known as Inspiration 4 seeks to raise support for St. Jude's Children Research Hospital. Okay, well, Elon Musk is recently worth like $300 billion. Maybe he could donate a couple of bucks to children's cancer. That's a very weird um that's that's a really weird thing to do a charitable event with like you know the space travel company does that make any sense to you? Yeah, none of this shit makes sense to me. All right. I didn't uh, think like so. uh, like I never I never got the uh like when when is Virgin going to have the Virgin Galactic thing? Is that still a is that still in the works? Yeah, well it is, or it was, and then uh, then the the billionaire feud started. You have uh, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are feuding over who's gonna get their shit to space first. Speaking of Jeff Bezos, remind me to circle back. Uh, I got something for Jeff Bezos too. I, by the way, speaking of circle back, I cannot stand Jen Psaki. All right, back to the content. So they're sending a spaceship up with four seats. Isaacman says two of the seats are reserved for one of them is reserved for a St. Jude ambassador with, you know, himself, you know, and then himself. And then the, the, oh, excuse me. So the, the commander, the assistant commander, then the guy from St. Jude, cause you want somebody from the hospital up there in space with you. And then the fourth and final crew seat will be decided by an online competition that runs from, oh, it's running right now. Jack, quick. Let's get everybody here uh, registered for the SpaceX. You guys want to go space? I mean, Jack, none of us are Jewish and black enough to win whatever contest this is. All right. Well, well, actually, oh, oh, no, it's oh, it's open uh, from February 1st to the 28th. It's open to new and existing customers of Isaacman's shift for shop e-commerce platform. Mm, sorry, not doing that. Hmm. So the Inspiration4 crew will undergo training led by SpaceX, which trained those two guys that were just so relaxed and chill when they got launched. When was that, back in November? Whatever happened to those guys? I never saw, never saw a lot which of interviews. Ones? The two guys that went up, the two guys that went up in the, uh, the SpaceX deal, they turned around and came back and landed. Remember, they were the ones that landed? Oh, they were crisis actors on uh, January 6th for the insurrection. Oh. They were there. 
Yeah, they had another gig. Okay, okay, that's okay. Well, anyways, to close this one out, Elon Musk's company, he's announced several private missions in the past couple of years. He did a deal with a Japanese billionaire, what's his name, Yusaku Maizawa. Uh, he's going to fly on the company's Starship rocket on a trip around the moon in 2023, around the moon. SpaceX also has space tourism deals with Axiom Space, which, again, this is with the four people. Apparently, it's a sedan. Claims to fly four people to the International Space Station on a 10-day trip next year. Yes, 10 days and 11 nights or something. I don't know. It's how they do the uh, trips when you win them on TV. And then there's Space Adventures, which plans to fly four. There's four again. Four tourists on a five-day free flyer trip to orbit by 2022. Man. Hmm. These things sound like stuff you'd win at the Showcase Showdown on The Price is Right. <laughs> only, only if you, uh, only if your bid is one dollar over. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. So SpaceX is faking gay, dude. It's like so. I mean, can we stop pretending that anybody's anybody's doing any of that stuff? Like SpaceX is ridiculously fake there's a couple of people that i know i know personally that are huge elon musk fanboys um i don't get it i I don't get it he looks like he looks like an ftm that has you know taken the right amount of of uh testosterone and is now you know passing as a pretty you know diminutive dude but i I don't know man he's everything he's done other than you know, getting the sh- the the car around Mars has been a failure for SpaceX. But he's managed to become the fastest growing billionaire of 2020. He surpassed Bezos in income last year. I th- I think this is the first time I've heard you talk about him and not uh, say the anagram of his name. Oh, lone scum. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Normally you say it with a little bit more like contention to it. Yeah. Like, lone um, scum. Lone scum. You know, it's like, well, now well, you're talking about lone scum. <laughs> Have you heard about his Neuralink? Neuralink has enabled Monkey to play video games with its mind. We already have Zoomers. We don't need monkeys added to the mix. Right, right. But it's crazy. We've already got a monkey with a wireless implant in their skull and the tiny wires who can play video games using his mind. The richest man in the world said late Sunday during a two-hour interview on the app Clubhouse, which allows users to listen in on casual voice chats between others. Oh, so it's like Discord. Okay. So Discord. So like the way that this article is written, it's like written by like a sixth grader. The richest man in the world said late Sunday. One of the things we're trying to figure out is, can we have the monkeys play mind pong with each other? That would be pretty cool. Oh, okay. So he's not actually playing Fortnite. The kid's not, uh, the monkey's not playing Fortnite. The monkey's barely playing Pong. Are these the same monkeys that they liberated from the, uh, I think it was the Thailand uh, place to make, to get coconuts? Like they were, like some company was using uh, monkey slave labor. Yeah, yeah, it was um, Coco Vita, I think, or like it's one of the most popular coconut water brands or something like that. That company got busted for using monkey slave labor. That's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, they, dude, you, the, you know those you know those monkeys in India that just hang out all over the uh, all all over the different uh, temples and everything. Yep. 
I forgot what kind of monkey they are. There's I a saw a video the other kinds. day, like this this guy was taunting one of those monkeys, and he just like as the monkey jumped away from him, he grabbed his face and peeled it like a fucking banana. Oh, <laughs> like oh big old god! Flap of his face is off. That's it's gross. Rad. That's so gross. Uh, I guess that's rad. Um, speaking of those those Indian monkeys, one time I saw this thing on Animal Planet where they had two families of monkeys and they were doing Romeo and Juliet with monkeys and it worked like, you know, like an unrequited love that wasn't supposed to be between the monkeys and the two families. Like one of the monkey families was the Montagues and the other was the Capulets, the temple monkeys. And one were the street monkeys and the temple monkeys didn't mix with the street monkeys. And, but they, they did the whole Romeo and Juliet thing with it and, it and it actually worked i don't know i don't know why that reminded me the indian know. monkeys it's, yeah i think i think uh i think watching a monkey version of romeo and juliet just really shits on white achievement johnny um okay you know that's uh really debasing uh the great william shakespeare or sir francis bacon and friends but yes <laughs> sorry oh no no, you're absolutely wait, right. Wait you're absolutely right. About, wait till we talk about reset theory. Oh, God. Right. So, the monkey. So, this monkey, Elon Musk's monkey, Musk monkey, lone scum's monkey. He's uh, got a monkey. And, well, he's certified. Excuse me. He asserted. He asserted on Sunday. The test monkey is happy and comfortable with his setup. It's not an unhappy monkey, he emphasized. You can't even see where the neural implant was put in, except that he's got, like, a slight, like, dark mohawk. He's not uncomfortable and he doesn't look weird, he also said. When the U.S. Department of Agriculture came through and inspected our facilities, our monkey facilities, she said it was like the nicest monkey facility she's ever seen in her entire career. Just FYI, we went the extra mile for the monkeys. This, this, is, this is journalism. By Allah, you if you call this journalism. More... I mean, you mean the guy that gets more government money than any individual state in yeah. the union uh, had a government agency come by and they gave a glowing review? Amazing, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? Yeah. How many billions of dollars yeah. has he received? Yeah. And uh, I'm just, I'm just a little, I'm a little confused as to, I guess the Department of Agriculture that would be in their purview, like. Fucking around with monkeys. Yeah, yeah. Monkeys playing but, video games. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if there was a if there was a real animal liberation front, I'd sure like to see them uh, liberate the uh, Neuralink experimented on monkeys of lone scum. Well, that would make a <laughs> that that actually make a pretty cool movie. Actually, it like, probably would. Yeah. Uh, this would this would not be the first animal that Tesla, or the Tesla CEO has um, experimented on. First, it was a pig. There was a pig named Gertrude. That, are, you, uh, are you talking about? I don't know. Oh, I thought you were talking about his gothic ex-wife. Oh, what's her face there? Uh, I don't know. It's disgusting looking or whatever it is. <laughs> There's a picture of it quote pregnant and um grimes that's the, was the grimes is that the name is of that, the monkey no the, the, Elon, the pig. lone scums chick 
Oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't remember the name. I just I remember know. that that was a meme for a while. It, was, it looked like you it, know. it looked like it had like sigils carved into its belly when it was pregnant. It was really weird. Anyway, so yeah, so Peta kind of got involved with the uh with the, with the pig Gertrude. Apparently, uh pigs are worth more than monkeys because Peta hasn't said anything, you know, I guess because, you know, uh cuz Elon said that the monkeys were happy. You know, you couldn't even tell that we operated on its head and put a chip with wires like a, like a Fitbit in your skull. He says it's like a Fitbit, like a Fitbit. Holy cow. All right. Enough of that. Nothing that Elon Musk does is worth a single fucking penny. I don't understand how he ends up with these multitudes of billions from the government. Yeah, well, yeah. It's a good way to keep the facade up, yeah. Because the facade was uh, the government was no longer good at putting Americans into space, so sure. they wanted to do this fake transition to a public-private partnership. Right. Well, it's it's kind of ironic because they're in our neoliberal continent-wide strip mall. There's a lot of things that end up being a public-private partnership. Everything from the, the all these tech companies that you know feed information directly into the alphabet apparatus, you know why not have the same thing going on with the uh, fake space travel? It's all part of the bread and circus too, isn't it? Sure. I mean, oh, absolutely. Make you make you think that something make you think that some kind of crazy progress is going on. Meanwhile, your neighborhood now looks like a uh, is almost indistinguishable. From a Brazilian favela, <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong. That was, you're not wrong. Um, well, when the, when the United States decided that it was it was uh, done being good at putting Americans in outer space, uh, they blew something. They blew a couple things up on TV. Right? That's what they were like. Oh no! Oh, we blew up the shuttle. Oh no! We should not do this anymore. Oh, we still need. But but NASA still gets. It's billions of dollars, which is weird. It still gets it still gets all the money. Um, but SpaceX blows shit up on national television, you know, and drops or not national television. They do it on the internet, you know, because nothing's on TV anymore, really. But all their live launches and stuff, you know, they're live on they're live streamed on wherever they stream, and pretty much everything crashes or blows up. How does he keep getting the money? I mean. We're just giving it out. Yeah, I know. You know. I'm being like <laughs> stupidly rhetorical, but yeah. It, I don't no. know, and it's just like he's got such a fan base, and, it, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, you just hate on him, Johnny, because he's rich. He's doing all the stuff." And yeah, yeah, totally hate on these guys with no degrees. Who, I mean, if I was a college student or if I had a college degree, I would be. I'm gonna say this until the day I die. I would be so pissed at the fact that the you know, 10 richest on Forbes's list. Anyways, 10 richest guys are college and high school fucking dropouts. Well connected is the, uh, adjective. Yeah. Even though, well, I really wish I could get paid billions to play video games with monkeys. Yeah. God damn. You know? Yeah. It's like, what do we want to do today? Elon? Oh, I don't know. Dude. Let's go. Uh, let's put a chip in a pig's brain and teach it to play Mario Kart. And somehow, before somehow we leap pe- this, Pentagon throws billions of dollars at that. It's amazing. It's amazing. 
All right. Anyways, what? Before we leave the subject of space. Yes. I have one last space item that I really want to get to. Okay. So the planet of Pluto, it has an eerie blue haze. Mm-hmm. And according to the sci-fi, according to sci-fi.com, that eerie blue haze is not paranormal, Johnny. It's lethal poison. The blue haze of the planet Pluto is cyanide. Oh. <laughs> so the so planet named after the god of death mm-hmm. has an atmosphere made out of the most notoriously lethal chemical right. to human beings. Right. Is it Prussian blue? Is the gas Prussian just a, blue, though? Just to sort of... It's, it's actually, yeah, it's pretty close to Prussian blue. <laughs> well, of course it is. It has to be because that's the I, color going, of cyanide. I don't, know, I, I don't know. It could be, it, it, you know, it could be the way my colors are set up on the laptop. Just looking at the image that they have here, okay, you okay, know, okay. like it's, it's pretty close. Huh. Um, yeah, I, how do they know this? How do they know? Nobody knows what the atmosphere of these other planets are. We haven't sampled the atmosphere and sent it back. You know, we'd sent it to a lab. I don't and- know, but there's there's probably enough cyanide to kill. There's probably enough cyanide in the atmosphere to kill six gorillion oh, people. I'm sure. I'm sure there's enough cyanide in the atmosphere to gas six. <laughs> oh my god. I god. think I th- I think we could contain Pluto if we just build a giant sphere made out of wooden doors to put was, around it i think we should be able to contain. i was gonna say i was gonna say something to do with wooden doors should keep it you know sealed up yeah well we know that it's made out of cyanide because that's what dr magnula did he he just sent six million jews to pluto <laughs> okay all right fair enough, fair enough i saw a book uh wait today. so if what, what? Gonna... If, if you don't th- if if you if you don't think Pluto is a planet, does that make you a Pluto denier? Um, I think it's. A, I don't know if the Pluto denier, uh, a Plutoist. I don't know what would the what would the actual word be. What would be I don't know what would be a pejorative. Because, because if because because uh, obviously you know magic black science guy is the good guy in that situation, so whatever it would be would not be being used you'd as be a anti, pejorative. Uh, you'd be anti-planetic. All right, that's nah, just anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah. Somehow it just gets her back around. If you don't Jews. believe Pluto's a planet, you're anti-Semitic. Yes, if you don't believe Pluto's a planet, you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, all right, let's get back to, let's get back to some, do you have any more space stuff for this week? There's, there was a lot of stuff. No, happened. that was, that was all the space I had. All right. SpaceX, Elon Musk. Mm. Did you want to circle back to Jeff Bezos? Oh, Jeff Bezos. Yes. Thank you for that circle back. Jeff Bezos stepped down from Amazon. I'm trying to find the thing, the link. Yeah. Did you guys see that? Jeff Bezos steps down as Amazon CEO, Andy Jassy, J-A-S-S-Y, Andy Jassy, to take over in quarter three. 
Uh, that is interesting. This is the top cloud executive, Andy Jassy. He's led Amazon Web Services cloud team since his inception. Bezos will stay engaged with important Amazon projects, but will have more time to focus on the Bezos Earth Fund, his Blue Origin spaceship company, the Washington Post, and the Amazon Day One Fund. He's going to have more time to spend on space. Andy well, Jassy is also Jewish and Hungarian ancestry. No, thank you. Oh, smashing the early life there, Jack. That's an intern. Oh, did you? I mean, you gotta Good look. Job, if you click. Holy shit! It's in the uh, it's in the prep chat. But if you click on the article and look at the picture of Andy Jassy, scroll halfway down the article, and yeah, you you can't not tell. Whew, he's Jewish looking. It's kind of like kind of like looking at Screech. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to bring up. I don't want to bring up Screech. Oh, it's 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 it's, it's the it's the midweek. Uh, you know, update. Crab rave. Little crab rave. Oh yeah, for, uh, for uh, listeners, you are listening to you are listening to the first current events episode of 2021. We are bringing up current. We're bringing you all the hot action current events. Yes, the spoopy stuff, the well, weird stuff. As spoopy as it gets. I mean, Dustin Diamond dying of lung cancer at what was he 54 or 48 or something like that? How, Jack, look up how old no, he was. 44. 44. Okay. Oof. 44. 44 years old, died of, quote, lung um, cancer. Before we get off of Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, did you look in the Skype chat? Did you look at the proposal for the Amazon building that's going up in Virginia? Hmm. I'll give you a second. I don't see that. It's, well, it's not letting me look at it. Let me, de- let me describe it for the audience. Uh, basically... If you've ever looked at an old rendering of the Tower of Babel, it is basically the Tower of Babel, except you add that sort of uh, gaudy, new, brutalism sort of architecture. Uh, it kind of looks like it kind of looks like a doo-doo swirl of glass oh. and steel. <laughs> and then, like, ramps along the side that have trees. Yes. Yes, they have trees growing in them. I see it now. Yeah, it's a spiral glass building. Yeah, it looks like a giant soft-serve ice cream or something. Where is this supposed to be? I think in Virginia is okay. where they decide they were going to build their new headquarters. Hmm. And this is the proposal for the building. And... I wonder I I wonder what sort of like uh other like what sort of reset architecture they're going to level to the ground to put this thing up. I wonder <laughs> I bet there's some like really cool old buildings that's in that spot right now. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea where that is. I can't I can't tell by the by the the rendering. Uh the bu- the other buildings in the picture look pretty meh as well. I mean, they're the shiny glass but they're that brutalist style, um, not really symmetrical. I don't know. They're 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 like kind of off. Like well, the, that's you know, that's, the, the, that's the whole point. Yeah, that's the whole the purpose pr- right. of that architecture, though, Johnny. Right, it's to throw your yeah, eye off yeah, and not to have. In, it could be yeah. in Brussels. It could be in. It could be in Hong Kong. It could be anywhere. Right, right. And it's know? it's that globalist. Yeah, globalist brutalist style. Yeah, it's gross. It doesn't look right. It just doesn't look right. It Doesn't look natural. The building they're calling it the Helix. 
It's got the two, the two spirals. I mean, it's from a from a construction point of view, it looks like it might be a cool project. But looking now, looking yeah, at I this, yeah, I bet they felt the same way about building the Tower of Babel. <laughs> sure, sure. The electricians, wow, yeah, this, the electricians, yeah, thought this, it was great. This is a cool thing. To, this is a great thing to work on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure that. Well, I mean, you know, the guys building it. The guys building it are just building it. They're not that, you know, it's like that. It's like that thing from, um, what was it? Clerks where they're talking about the guys that, you know, the real guys that suffered in star Wars were the guys that were rebuilding the, uh, the death star. Like they had nothing to do with it. They were just contractors, you know, they're just there. They're just there putting in the, putting in the lights and putting in the plumbing and stuff. You know, they didn't ask to get blown up. They had nothing to do with the, man, that is the smoothest segue. That's the smoothest segue into the Kevin Smith Instagram uh, pro mask uh, post he he put the other day. Yeah, it was the one that Alt Skull replied to. Oh God, I fucking hate Kevin Smith. Yes, that is a good segue. Uh, Kevin where Smith he movie the, clerks. He this guy. Where he had, yeah, he had the fictional. Oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead. The fictional what? Well, he he was on he was on a mountain trail, and someone said, "You're outside. You don't have to wear a mask." And and he said, "Oh yeah, well, Batman wore a mask." And then everybody clapped. All the squirrels, all the deer, everybody came out like in Bambi and started like, <laughs> <laughs> and, like little birds are flying. <laughs> well, the the funny part of that story that I think that that people are failing to to recognize is that this dude didn't recognize Kevin Smith at all. It was just like, hey, nerd, we're out in the fucking woods and you're wearing a mask, nerd. And Kevin Smith was like, well, Batman wears a mask. But yeah, nobody recognizes Kevin Smith. I think that, that's actually the best takeaway of this thing is nobody gives a fuck who you are, bug man nerd. Johnny, uh, how deep into cape shit do you have to be in order to understand what part of Batman's face is covered with the mask. Not the part that you wear the face diapers on. Right. Like Batman's mask obviously covers the upper part of his face. Right, 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 right. Yeah. He can breathe through both his nose and his mouth. Sure. And like, (laughs) Actually, it's yeah. kind of funny that, I, you, that you say that because Kevin Smith said, well, Batman wears the mask. Yeah, Batman covers his eyes with a mask, you fucking retard. He doesn't have he doesn't have a mask over his nose and his mouth. Aren't you the comic book guy? Like, shouldn't you know that? He said he he then later says the maskless guy looked at me like I was an idiot. In moments like this, instead of arguing, I like to counter unsolicited opinion with unsolicited fact really dude like well, what he's wearing well, two masks hold on in this, hold, hold, in this hold picture. on that was his unsolicited fact was batman wears a mask <laughs> i guess I, I i mean you could also say <laughs> you could also say leatherface wore a mask you know what i mean like <laughs> Right. I mean, yeah. No one no one cared who he was even after he put on the mask. I was going to say, yeah, the only guy I can think of that wears the mask over his over his nose and mouth is Bane. Thank you, Jack. 
Um, but so the self, yeah. So the selfie that that Kevin Smith took of himself with both of these masks on, everything. If you look at his skin, it is blotchy red, and his eyes are bulging out of his face. It's like, dude, you need to remove at least one of them. I <laughs> I can't remember what show, but what, but but like one one show. I, I think maybe it was Owen Schroyer on uh, Alex Jones's show. They had like a carbon dioxide detector, uh, like right under the mask. And they were trying on like one mask, then two masks, and it was showing the meter of how much carbon dioxide you were you were taking back in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is pretty stunning, man. Like, oh no! <laughs> if it's... they could really con, if they could really con people into wearing two masks, then oh. we're we're talking like a lot of people are really gonna have. I mean, like, I, I think people's breathing is already incredibly compromised wearing these things as often as they do. It is. And uh, oh, and for my li- and, and for all the listeners out there, I just want to say, don't wear your fucking mask. You look like a goddamn idiot. Stop wearing them. Stop <laughs> fucking wearing them. You fucking idiots. You fucking fucking morons. Why are you people fucking wearing these fucking masks outside and anywhere? Go into the grocery store. Just take the fucking thing off and see if anybody says anything. Stop it. Stop wearing them. You're 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 part of the fucking problem. All right, I'm done. No, it's it's you're fine. You're fine. That's absolutely true. Um, I do everything I can to not wear a mask. There's no reason to. Dr. Fauci. I mean, there's a video out there. It's like a mashup of Dr. Fauci saying masks don't do anything or don't help or have been shown to not prevent the spread of this, whatever this is. But and he's the guy and he's the guy we're supposed to be listening to, Dr. Fauci. And now he's saying, you know, maybe two masks, maybe three. Fuck it. Put on the whole box. Just put the whole box of masks right on your face. Yeah, you you just did it. Uh, A boomer sent me a meme day before yesterday. It was Dr. Fauci with a box, (laughs) a box of masks on his face. There you go. (laughs) There it is. Fucking boomer memes, the box of masks on your face. Well, these are the things that people are like, well, that's where people are going to get mad. Is at the mask. They're more mad at the mask than they are at the, you know, the erosion of your rights and your privacy and your freedom. Can I? I got it. I got another thing okay. about masks that okay. I have to bring up. Okay. Are you familiar with California State Senator Scott Weiner? Oh, yeah. Yes, I am. Scott Weiner from the Castro District of San Francisco. The man who's responsible for the, um, you know, if you're within so many years, it's not pedophilia. It's like, you know, if it, what if the teen consents that he's that guy? Yeah. Disgusting faggot. It's also... It's also the guy that passed the law that if you willingly transmitted oh, the AIDS, AIDS yeah. the to AIDS someone yes. and you didn't tell them, it's not a crime anymore. Yes, that was his legislation as well. Yeah. If, if there's gay legislation in California, you can bet that Scott Wiener's got his Jewish nose all the way in there. So he posts a tweet on the 30th, and it's a selfie of, well... You know, I'm almost actually thankful he's got two masks on because he's really hard 
to look at and not fed post. And it says double masking is where it's at. But here's the thing. The next day, and this this normally happens like as a reply later in the tweet that says, oh, wow, looks like all the homophobes and racists came out for this one. But no, uh, it was a quote tweet of himself the next day. And he says, yesterday I posted an innocuous photo of myself double masked and in parentheses option for higher risk situations. Next paragraph. The photo was apparently triggering for the fringe anti-mask slash MAGA slash QAnon slash virus denier world. Thousands of extreme comments and quote tweets. But this is the kicker, Johnny. Are you ready for this? I'm, Science I'm ready, denial is its own virus. Oh, God. Science, science denial. <laughs> so what? Let's let's talk about the science of double masking. How much breathing is going on? You know, like sure, not a lot. Okay, but I I I I know a lot of people in the audience right now have a couple masks mm -hmm. around, maybe like a paper one or one of those. And ninety ones or whatever, and then like a cloth one that they put on that matches their shirt or has like some brand or football team or some shit on it that they got for Christmas. And they, you know, they if you got a mask got, for like, oh, Christmas, well, yeah, oh boy. But I, you know, put on two of those things at once and do anything remotely strenuous, and you'll want to fucking die. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's no way I'm putting there's uh, I, I barely put one on at work when I'm in the hallway and uh, only in a couple situations I'll have one on me if I have to have some kind of quick transaction and I just don't want to fucking deal with someone. But I, I'm telling you, like the percentage, the percentage I have to have one at all is so small compared to the willingness that I've seen people just put these fucking things on. Like I don't, I like, I, I assume some people at this point are just sitting there on the couch with them on their chin. Still, they may have any pull. They may have it just like pulled down. They're just sitting there. They're sitting there on the couch watching TV, uh, drooling into their fucking mask. Oh no, absolutely. They are. I've seen people like that. You've seen they're the same people that drive around in their car by themselves with the mask on. Those are those same people. I, I actually saw uh, my first double masker in public. <laughs> in, in Appalachia, in white Afghanistan, in small Whiteville, USA, there was, might have had more masks on than they had teeth where I live, you know, but it's sad, man. Those people are the ones that are falling for it big time, too. I see a lot of that. Uh, a lot of the... There's a lot of boomers around where I live, and, and the boomers are all wearing them. What about people bragging that they're lining up to get their shot? Um, well, I am in a state that is on the, one of the, the, the fast track list for the vaccines. And I don't know what's going to happen with that, but uh, I, don't, I don't think a lot of people I know personally around here are not going to get the vaccine 
Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. OJ got his. You know, OJ got his vaccine. Uh, a lot of other people did. Mike Pence got his. You know, um, who else? Well, Hank Aaron got it, then he died. Johnny. What's that? Have you heard about the new the new test method? Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Let's not do that. Let's not. They're going to talk about the vaccines and stuff. Oh, look at that. We're at the end of the hour. God. Look at that. We're at the end of the hour. Hey. Uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll save that Ten for. Twirls. We'll save that for hour two. Man. I'm not looking forward to talking about that, but <laughs> it's retarded. I don't believe it's true either. Okay. I'm just going to say right now. I'm, I'm just going to say right now. You know what? Let's fuck it. We're going to overtime. We'll get it out of the way now. Butt swabs, anal swabs for COVID testing. Now they want to stick a fucking 14 inch or whatever it is. Cotton swab up your ass and check for COVID because this respiratory disease lives in your anus. I've got the CDC instructions right in front of me. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now I, I, I want to make one comment as a, uh, an illustrator, somebody that loves drawing and stuff like that. I really wish I could meet the guy that that was commissioned to draw the black and white instructions for these anal swabs. I, I really want to. I I would really love to hear the story about how he was approached with the commission, and like what his process was, uh-huh. and like you know, like the, the, how long it took him, and like you know if he was excited at first, if the money was good. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, instruction number one, Johnny. Yep. Instruction number one is read all the instructions before beginning. God. <laughs> instruction number two. It's it, it, listen. This is the government we're talking about here. All right. Instruction number two. Wash your hands, Johnny. Wash your hands. Number three. Open the Die Giant Swab Specimen Collection Kit and remove the swab from its wrapper without touching the soft tip. Instruction four, hold the swab between your thumb and forefinger so that you have good control. I wish wish the audience could see the drawings right now. You just go to cdc.gov and you can look at these these drawings. Number six. We'll put put them in the show notes. With with one foot on the edge of the toilet bowl, (laughs) pull back your left buttock with your left hand. Just like you're, just like you're, uh, <laughs> just like you're a Muslim. Uh, number seven, gently insert the swab into your anus, and this is underlined, no more than one inch. Um, twirling the swab may improve comfort and ease the task. Number eight, rotate the swab 360 degrees at least twice. Then, while turning the swab. Gently remove it from your anus. Okay, so it's not a 14-inch <laughs> swab up your ass. Even so, no. Oh, oh there's more? Uh, uh, there's more. Okay. Number nine, place the soft tip of the swab into the container. Nick off the handle of the swab at the scorched mark so that the tipped end fits into the container. Number ten, close the specimen container carefully. And close it tightly to prevent leaks. Ooh. 
Uh, God. <laughs> like, God, ah, damn. Put the container inside. Put the container inside the plastic biohazard bag. Hand the bag with the labeled container inside to the study coordinator. But hey, number eleven, wash your hands again. Okay. Oh, glad we got that out of the way. It's it's. And the artist, the artist got off kind of easy because he was able to use the same drawing from uh, number two for number eleven. The wash your hands drawing. It's oh, no, it's no okay. different in, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, he caught a break there. I, I so. think. I think. Yeah, I know, but I think I think he should have added some vigorous motion lines to the eleven version <laughs> to show like that you're really like w- yes, you're w- you're, you're serious like, really about fast. you're serious about cleaning your own butt cheek off your hands. Yeah, so um, they, they, just to sort of symbolize like how fucking horrible you yeah, feel after having to how hor- to having yourself. just swabbed your own ass and given it. I'm not doing that. I'm not having my nose swabbed. I'm not swabbing my own ass for anybody. Uh, this is now again, I saw a video on telegram, um, doesn't mean make it true, but I saw a video. It's like, you know, uh, Chinese anal swab, um, the first people to get the, you know, the, uh, I don't know about test study or whatever, but they look to be a bunch of people in their pajamas. I don't know where the hell they were getting. It's like a bloat doll. No, 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 no. That was the test. That was like the, that was the Chinese like instructional video. I'm talking about the video where there's like 20 Chinese people, like, like literally walking like they had a dragon dildo shoved up their ass, you know, um, that's, those are along the lines of the original, uh, Wuhan virus where people were just dropping dead in the streets. Remember those videos? The the original fear porn about COVID. Remember that? Uh, I don't know, but weren't, weren't, weren't Dragon Dildos like a promotional item from the Hobbit trilogy? Uh, they probably made one. I'm pretty sure there was a Dragon Dildo company out there that made the Smog edition. Uh, well, uh, but yeah. Yeah. We'll ask Reinhardt the late, next time he's on. Yeah. Uh, about the, well, he would probably know about the Lord of the Rings special edition version, but let's not. Right, let's, he's a yeah. Lord of the Rings expert. This is true. This is true. You, you say that mockingly, but it's true. All right, we're gonna. You brought you brought music again, and uh, this one's for you, Cash. What's the name of the song? Well, this is for Cash customer because he was uh, really shitting on the genre that I used to DJ drum and bass. So, this is a uh, classic uh, by. A guy called future cut and uh the song's called busted all right we're gonna listen to busted we'll be back
everybody we're back this is still the midweek paranormies i'm still johnny monoxide with dogbot and jack um man i'm glad we got all that stuff out of the way in the first hour uh we can get to the actual real content now well (laughs) it's a good thing we twirled all the content from the last hour because that's going to make the second hour go in a lot easier yes yes gross Okay, uh, I don't know how to. I don't know how to even get into this without just just getting into it. Um, comedy sucks. Uh, there's nothing funny about anything funny anymore, or what's supposed to be funny. Um, I grew up watching Saturday Night Live. Didn't you? Did you Did you watch a lot of Saturday Night Live coming up? Um, we stayed up late at friends' houses on Saturday nights and 
we watched Saturday Night Live and American Gladiators. Oh, yeah. And they had some kind of uh, Reagan-era propaganda puppet show that used to come on. I, I'm sure it was highly political and everything, and I just we just didn't... It was just on the background, you know, but we actively watched Saturday Night Live as kids in the 80s. Okay. Yeah, I watched I watched a lot of Saturday Night Live. My um my dad was in the restaurant and bar in entertainment industry, so we were up late on the weekends a lot. So we got to watch a lot of Saturday Night Live. I got to see a lot of different groups of actors come through there, actors and comedians, whatever you want to call them, uh just personalities pushed forward by the system for whatever reason. Like most of them weren't looking back. Most of them weren't as funny as I thought they were. Um, and now looking at what's there for Saturday night live now, man, they're, they're just terrible. Well, a very common gen X and even millennial cope is SNL used to be really funny. Right. But, you know, but uh, it, you know, it, but you could also you could also not. plug in the Simpsons and uh, and South Park and you know, like the way that we experienced those comedy programs when we were younger, we were more naive to things that were going on around us, and we were more susceptible to the what see, I guess in retrospect, might have been expert-level propaganda. Huh. SNL, SNL was started as a propaganda machine. Oh, yeah. Like, the whole, the whole reason Chevy Chase portrayed... Uh, 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 portrayed Gerald Ford as a bungling idiot was to get Jimmy Carter elected. It was to help get mm -hmm. Jimmy Carter elected. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah, uh, it was... Gerald Ford... Yeah, Gerald Ford was supposed to be like a former uh, co collegiate athlete. He was not a clumsy man. But one, on one televised exit of Air Force One, he stumbled a little bit, and they turned that into a bit to where they made Gerald Ford a huge bungling idiot. And that's how, like, that was part of what went into the consciousness of Americans in the 70s to vote in the peanut farmer, uh, Jimmy Carter. So, <laughs> right. The peanut farmer who ended up doing a really terrible arms deal and killing a whole bunch of, wasn't it Myanmar, 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 which is, that's in the news again today. Uh, but back to, back to Saturday night live. Yeah, no, that's like the thing is they've put so many things out into the zeitgeist of what, um, what Americans think about anything, you know, from politics to entertainment to um, pretty much anything, you know, sports, um, history. They, they've done all the, they've done and as much propaganda as one show could possibly do. And you're right. And, and that is definitely a Gen X and millennial cope is that, um, Oh no, Saturday night live used to be really good. You know, back when, and then you go back and if you ever go back and watch like, you know, oh, the Will Ferrell era was so hilarious. You go back and it's just really bad sexual innuendo and like cringy. I hate to use that word. I hate the word cringe. 
Okay, I do, especially considering that uh, Spick Fuentes, you know, and his Groypers crew like have, have adopted cringe as like their word. Um, but no, I, there's who? no what right, but there's no other word to describe what Will Ferrell's comedy style is other than cringe. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb as a little bit of a caveat here, and I'm gonna say that that Leaf, God rest his soul, Phil Hartman, uh, some of his stuff was funny. Um, I, I've seen it again, and I, I did laugh. Okay, now I'm not saying all. No, you can't. And that, you can't say everything was terrible until you get to the Horatio Sands uh, era. But then everything is just bad. Now it's just everything that Saturday Night Live does. It's it's that. Remember when South Park took the turn from being funny to when, um, whenever the Jew took over most of the writing responsibilities and it turned into like SJW uh, current event comedy where before it was just like, you know, there were, the storylines didn't have much to do with current events, you know? Um, yes, that uh, that was right around when uh, Trey Parker decided to go full bore with his uh, anti-Mormon Book of Mormon uh, Broadway show. Right, which was actually a very funny production. I got to see it when it was in San Francisco uh, back before I I knew how. Back before I realized that we shouldn't you know be supporting such degeneracy. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, Anyway, but much like that, uh, Saturday Night Live went from being at least mildly amusing to completely ham-fistedly unfunny. And that's where they are today. They're completely, horribly ham-fistedly unfunny. I used to say... um, one of the you know the jokes is that they uh, you know they replaced the tepidly mildly unfunny you know fuzzy headed Jew Adam Sandler with the tepidly unfunny fuzzy headed Jew Andy Samberg, and nobody really noticed because the comedy was basically the same, and they were both that phenotype and whatever. But um, now you have now you have people literally literally nobody's ever heard of, and probably nobody ever will. Well, part of uh, part of what I find a little bit stunning is it still has the same time slot. It right. still has what are considered the marquee hosts, right? But the effort in propagandizing has gone down so much that I'm not sure what audience is is captivated, entertained, much less laugh at any of it. Right. And I, that's part that's part of what this clip is about that we're about to play because the current uh the the current distraction target that the that the system has decided to put in front of us is a blonde-haired uh white and I'm using uh quotes here woman. I I hadn't really taken a good look at this person. Uh Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, apparently uh was elected into Congress mm-hmm. this past election and at a seventy-five percent margin. So it wasn't like it wasn't like she just eked in there. So no, she blew um, she blew the other person out. I don't even know uh, Jack. Where was other- she? Where is she elected? And who was her? Uh, who did she challenge? Yeah, look that up for us, please. But uh, uh, apparently, she said some stuff that people consider kooky on Facebook and has made some statements in the past. Right. And 
the Republican leadership in the Senate and I guess member Republican leadership in the House uh, have demonstrably uh, denounced her and uh, they don't want this person to be the new face of the GOP. They want, I don't know, Kevin McCarthy and Liz Cheney. Yeah, you know, like literally people that, uh, you know, this is a fake opposition party. This yeah. is a uniparty. No, they want Dan Crenshaw. Know, so. They want Dan Crenshaw. They want uh, McCain part two. That's what the GOP want. Right. Yeah, they want they, they want, want rhinos, legitimate rhinos. Um, but yeah, she legitimate neocon revival. <laughs> yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene came out of nowhere and she's, you know, the tough mom uh somehow got into politics and she's a maga she's a magapede you know she um she's one of those trump won people she's she walked into congress is she in the house i think she's in the house i don't think she's in the senate house she's in the house yeah and she's what state is she from i think florida well that makes that makes a lot of sense actually uh but she walked into the house wearing a mask that said Trump won on it. So she's that kind of of Republican. She was for the whole stop the steal thing. Uh, she was obviously a big fan of Lynn Wood, you know, and she is the right wings AOC. Um, Georgia, not Florida. Okay, Georgia. Sorry. Okay, Georgia. That's yeah, even better. So she's. She's like the right wing's AOC, where AOC is espousing you know, socialism and all these crazy defund the police and defund this, and we need you know a kabajillion dollars for black trans POCs of you know colorized nations and whatever. Um, and she's but she's the right wing, you know. She does the QAnon. She's uh, endorsed QAnon conspiracy theory. She's said things about the Rothschild. Um, do, you want to just do the do the thing, and then we'll talk about her after, or what? Yes. All right. Yeah. All right, everybody. Let's get comfy and listen to this. And now it's time for what still works. Hello and welcome to What Still Works, where we look at every part of American society and wonder what still works. It's a new year and we have a new president, so some things should work, but do they? Our first topic is government, and already I have my doubts. Joining us is a congresswoman from Georgia who's been promoting QAnon conspiracy theories. Please welcome Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, no, 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 thank you. I'm good. Okay. Congresswoman Green, hard to say those words together. What are some of the theories you believe in and have been promoting? How much time you got? For you, very little. Well, first off, I believe the Parkland shooting was a hoax. The teachers were actors and the children were dolls. I believe 9-11 was a hoax. Did anyone actually see it happen? I've also told my supporters that they should physically murder Nancy Pelosi. She's this lady I work with. Yeah, I'm familiar. Thank you. Oh, and this is a new one that just came out. I think that the California wildfires were caused by Jewish space lasers. <laughs> So there are lasers in space that cause wildfires and the lasers identify as Jewish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. 
And those are real things you believe and tell other people about? Mm-hmm, yeah. And you're a U.S. representative? Mm-hmm, yeah. You represent the U.S.? Mm-hmm, yeah. People can Google you and it'll say she's a real member of the U.S. government. Well, that might not be the first thing that comes up, but yeah. And when your colleagues found out about all these hateful and psychotic things you said, what did they do? I was promoted to the Education Committee. Okay, thanks for coming. So government doesn't work. And I- all right. Well, there's the first, there's the first segment of uh, what was Saturday Night Live's most recent, what they call the cold open. Uh, what do you think, DB? I mean, it's it's really stunning, isn't it? Like, mm. it, it be okay. I always thought that maybe there was like, like to become an SNL writer, you've pretty much ascended to the, the pinnacle of comedic skit writing. Okay. You would think that lots of other, there's lots of other skit programs. So like, I always pictured maybe like, um, not necessarily a boardroom, but maybe like a long table with like six or seven people with Chinese takeout and sure. coffee brewing. And they're, they're really just, they're, they're really, you know, they're snapping the fingers and they're writing stuff down on boards and they're, they're, you know, they're texting, you know, they're texting the different actors on the show, maybe getting their, maybe getting their input on stuff that they want to do or something like that. Can you really imagine any of that going on for this, for this bit? Nope. Like this not is not even a little is, bit. Uh, like this is supposed to be their attack on this woman because the system has decided that we are going to make this woman the avatar for all the things that we want people to think regular white Americans believe in. So right. here's 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 where they here's where they start. Mm-hmm. They start with saying that this of the program is called what still works. Mm-hmm. Okay. Regular average Americans don't think government works at all. And they don't think that because there's this one woman in Congress. They think that because of every other fucking aspect of it, especially the aspects that they have to deal with in their regular lives, especially the ones that were wondering, um, what happened to the $2,000 check? Why'd I only get 600? Okay. And then she immediately goes, lays in with the Q and on reference. Now, whatever you think about Q and on, and we've talked about it length on the show mm-hmm. right now, the system has decided that we are going to lump in every conspiracy theory or any questioning of any narrative into this thing that they possibly created themselves as a way of destroy, uh, as a way of like magnetizing people into this one, into this one cul-de-sac so they can neutralize them right then and there. Right. So it immediately discounts this human being as a Q and as makes Q and on references. And then the gun bit dude. Oh yeah. Right off the bat. We just, you know, because, she sits down. She like, because, you know, like you would offer somebody a mint or gum gun, right? And that's and 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 that uh, that is the next thing because what one thing they're going to try to do they're going to try to do at least in the first two years of this of this uh, regime will be to disarm Americans. Mm-hmm. They are going to go full 
uh, Turner Diaries Cohen Act. So help me God. Well, and, while we didn't um, get, we did not get the, uh, what was it, the Texas representatives version of what he thought might happen on inauguration. Like they might try an assassination of Joe Biden uh, to get, get Harris in office, which we know is the plan anyway. And to get gun confiscation without actually having to pass a law. Um, they didn't get that. Yeah. I wanted, but yeah, I I want to avoid all that language altogether just because, uh, Oh yeah. I, I have no idea how they intend to twist such things, you no, know, and, and like no. with all the with all the fake with all the fake acquisitions of of people with fake credentials trying to get into the the uh, the red zone, you know, and all the all the shit that supposedly they had on their person, you know, no thanks. Hold on, what you... the gun thing is. Oh, inauguration. Before inauguration, there, there was that car that was pulled over that had all the shit in it. What car? I dude, I don't, I, I, oh, I don't no. have like the details, but mm. like it, they found some guy with fake credentials. No, 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 no. That's see, and that's again the media doing the bit. It was a guy who was a private security agent. Uh, he was legally carrying firearms and five hundred rounds of nine millimeter. Um, is his he had, uh, he had. So he had um, credentials, but they weren't the correct ones for whatever event. And it was wasn't even that he had the wrong credentials or something. I don't. It ended up being a media hoax. You know, like they blew something. Well, I out thought of the whole thing stank. Yeah. <laughs> I thought no, 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 no. It was a guy who was supposed to be there. He was somebody pri- somebody's private security, and like they just blew it out of fucking proportion as they as they wanted to do. Um, okay, but. Back but, to the what were you saying? Point. Yeah, back to what you were saying. The gun, the gun point is to tie uh, having having a means of self defense to crazy conspiracy theories, right? Because and it's it's how quickly they tied the two things together. Makes QAnon references. First thing that happens, gun out of the purse, and uh, and then. A list of the conspiracy theories mm-hmm. that this person mm-hmm. espouses. And it's not just uh, that they list the conspiracy theories. They list the conspiracy theory and then the most asinine version of it. Like the Parkland shooting, the, fir- the teachers were robots and the children were dolls. Right. Uh, and the not, you know, it's funny because. The first time I heard 9-11 conspiracies, they came from people I thought were on the left. Isn't it, isn't it strange how like yeah. now yeah. the same the same group not only embraces Wall Street, but they think that it wasn't an inside job? Right. Right. And actually, what she said there is, uh, did anybody see it happen? Did they? But that's in that a little bit of a truth drop, <laughs> right? Right. I think that was in there a little bit, a little, a little bit of the truth. Um, so McConnell but, but, came out and uh, and denounced her for saying a plane didn't hit the Pentagon. Oh right, yeah. But 
because the senators, the Republican senators have been real. This woman's made them incredibly nervous because these Republican senators, they love going on the Sunday shows and all the all the political junkie. You know, they love getting their ugly mugs out there Mm -hmm. on on these these cable shows. And they're all being bombarded with questions about this woman. You had that Joni Ernst woman who I, I I think in her campaign ad showed her with a gun killing a pig or something. I don't know something but like like, that. like yeah it was something real it was something ridiculous. She she came out and said that this this person can't be the face of the Republican Party. It's like okay, everybody I know that used to vote Republican wants the party to die. <laughs> Like they're so far, like if they're so far out of touch with uh, the people that actually voted for them right now, I I don't think they under. I mean, I, I see here. I here I I'm slipping back into the old mindset of politics is real and not fake and gay. Right, it's so hard sometimes. Right, it's so no, hard. You, it, you have to remember. It so fucking hard. Yeah, you have to remember that there's literally nothing about anything that happens in Washington or Capitol Hill or any of that, any political arena is real. Which makes, makes us suspect that this person, this person, Marjorie Green, is, they they installed her to be this, like, ridiculous distraction in the first, uh, the, you know, for the first hundred days of whatever this regime change is going to be. The stuff that they're going to get away with instead, instead, because people are focusing on this this woman from yep. Georgia, the crazy lady from Georgia, Facebook. the crazy lady from Georgia that said that the Rothschilds own Jewish space lasers. All right, all right. Do we believe in directed energy weapons? Yes or no? Absolutely. We do. I believe in directed energy weapons. I believe that they tested them out on, the United States. I think they started. I, I think they ended up starting forest fires. And when you look at some of the, when you look at some of the neighborhoods that were burned down, it looks like they they're like, all right, we're gonna pick this house, this house, this house. And we're gonna leave this one, this one, this one alone. It's really weird. Yeah, fire doesn't do that. Yeah, but science denial is its own virus, Johnny. Oh God! Are you denying science. Um, now, how am I denying science if I believe in a space laser? That would be believing science, because isn't lasers science? Aren't lasers science? Excuse me. Airplanes are science, and you don't believe in airplanes in nine eleven. <laughs> I believe airplanes exist. I don't believe airplanes did anything on nine eleven, other than maybe get shot aren't down. Air- aren't airplanes scientific? Um, I mean, okay. <laughs> you yeah. don't believe that the teachers at Parkland were robots? No. Are you I, denying I, science? Yeah, right. That's such a, that's such a weird convoluted red herring. Speaking of like, I don't even know what you'd call the- that a red herring, actually. Would you call that a red herring? I don't know what you would call that. Just a m- blatant misdirection. Red herring's not typically something that's in my vernacular. Like I like I know, as a conspiracy theorist, it, it should means. be. 
okay, but like I really don't know what a hair like I know a herring is a fish, and I don't know if like a red one means it's a bad one. No, the red herring is a a thing that you're pointed to look at that's a distraction. Right, but like isn't a herring like a fish or is it a bird? It's a fish. A heron is a bird. H E R O N. Heron. Okay. See, I don't like I see if I don't know what it is, I don't like to I don't like to Okay, and a herring it, like a herring is a fish like herring bone. Like herring bone like a herring bone jacket with like the you know, the the professor jacket with the elbow leather elbow patches, that's herring bone usually. Like, do you know how many times I've had to look up what the Streisand effect is? Because, like, I keep forgetting what it means. Okay. And the tu- the Dunning the Dunning oh Dunning Kruger. Don't even get me started on Dunning Kruger. Um, well, like, I forgot what that. I keep forgetting what it means. So, like, I, I like I, I don't ever use it because I like, should tell you something. Actually, no. Um, speaking of Dunning Kruger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so this this clip is terrible. So it's terrible comedy. It's it's forced. You can hear that's not that's not a studio audience. That that can't be. That's like canned laughs. Canned laughter for sure. That's, that's canned that's, laughter. Well, you can't have a studio audience because of COVID. Oh right, that's you right. Monster, you monster. I forgot. I don't want to kill my grandmother. I'm sorry. Um, even though both of them have passed on. Um, God, I wish you weren't such a science denier. I know, I know. But do we want to do some more? How Let's dare do some you more. Want, how dare you want live studio audiences for Saturday Night Live? <laughs> no, hold on. Let's do some more of this. There's more, and it's it's it gets even worse. So hang on, hang on. Okay. And honestly, I, I regret not taking that gun. Now let's take a look. Now, she regrets not taking that gun. Does she regret not taking it, you know, because she doesn't have it to shoot herself or does she doesn't have it to shoot Marjorie Taylor green kind of a kind of a dark joke. Yeah. I think it's a suicide joke. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's continue. Look at the stock market. That usually works, right? That's where, that's where people invest all their retirement money. So it, should probably work. Here to help us answer that question is the new majority shareholder of GameStop, Derek Boner. Thank you. Yo, what up? This is, this is crazy, dude. You know, by the way, my name's Derek Evans, but I made you say Boner. Terrific. Now, would you say the stock market still works? Uh, first of all, it's uh, pronounced the stonk market. And, uh, yeah. Hell yeah, it works. See, I told you, all my money, I put all my money in GameStop, and I can't lose. Uh-huh. So normally a stock price reflects a company's value, right? Okay. <laughs> and two weeks ago, GameStop was valued at $17 a share, and then it went to $413 a share. Would you say that reflects the kind of business GameStop stores have been doing in the past two weeks? Uh, we sell games? Right, but are you good at it? Uh, not really. Uh, people down. Yeah. Stonks. They're going to talk about stonks. How about that? What a coincidence, huh? You know, uh, I guess with the cold open, they have to find a way to wedge in the most current like 
stories that everybody's talking about, they had to figure out a way to talk about the stock market thing because that's that dominated everybody's water cooler conversation, mm. break room conversation for the last fucking week. And that the the laziness of the writers. Yeah, you, know, you would think like some of them would be kind of like at least uh, cued into a little bit more internet internet speech than just saying stonks, you know, or the the name of the guy something something boner. Right. Yeah, you, know, you think they would have? You think they would have thrown in a couple like numbers or something as a screen name? I I don't know. Like I, here I am critiquing writers that like they probably get. They probably get paid less than a fucking McDonald's server, you know. <laughs> um, this is terrible. This is terrible comedy. I mean, like, yes, they could have. They could have just looked at Reddit and seen the memes of like, you know, top billionaires of January twenty twenty one: Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and Potato in My Ass sixty nine. Like, actual poll type handles, some Reddit handles here, you know. Um, and this guy, of course, you know, of course it's GameStop and of course it's stonks. Um, and of course he doesn't know anything about it. And he does, he's, you know, doing the, I don't know anything about, it. I just put all my money in GameStop and I can't lose. This is, um, not only is this more evidence that the whole thing is fake and gay, but I think this pretty much is like the solid cement icing on the cake of the fake and gayness of this GameStop stonk thing um are we gonna do are, are we doing the stock the GameStop stock market take right now are we gonna get that are we getting this out of the way you want to just go ahead i mean dude once it made major it once it made major media i mean it's not it's not real none of that stuff is real i mean i i, I like the math on it how maybe i'm just retarded when it comes to the market but even if i mean how many shares would gamestop have to sell to cause a hedge fund to hemorrhage 12 billion dollars like how they shorted a stock you know I'm, am I not understanding the stock market enough? They shorted a single stock. Well, it was a couple of stocks, but like the big one was GameStop. They shorted, they pulled a naked short on GameStop. They were going to short it into the ground. Um, and it failed because nerds were like, no, we can get in on this. And if we buy our GameStonk stonk, we can drive the price up. And like, I don't even like none of that makes any sense. But so I mean maybe that does make sense. Okay, so a whole shit ton of redditors and some some people on poll got together and pooled. Um, you know the meme is that they were using their stimulus bucks, their six hundred dollars stimulus checks to uh, to buy game stock stunk. You know people bought a third of a stock. They bought a th you know they bought whatever they could buy and they drove the price up to four hundred dollars a share. Even at like. Even at a million shares, even at 10 million shares, that's still only like, you know, 400 million or $4 billion. Like, okay. 
how are they causing them to lose you know tens of billions of dollars it doesn't make any sense to me and that's probably because i don't understand the market but um i don't know it just seems awfully fake and gay and contrived i don't know i i got a rough explanation of it i'm i'm not too big brain on it but pretty much from what i've been hearing is uh, these hedge fund guys will borrow more stonks than would actually exist, and that will be while the market price is low, and then it will supposedly go higher. Then they sell back the stocks to the people that they got them from, right. and then they make profit off of. Right. But if they I can't get that. sell them back when they go so high, then they eat a loss. Right. But even if, like, let's just say, how many shares of a stock? could GameStop possibly have in general, right? How many shares is GameStop's market share? Like, that's the thing. Jack, look that up. What's GameStop's market share? How many shares do they have? But let's just say, let's just say they have, I don't know, a million shares, right? A million shares. And they got shorted 260%, right? That's, you know, that's that's 2.6 million shares at... Four hundred and twenty dollars a share. That's still only a billion bucks that these companies would have to pay back, even if they have to pay back face value at four hundred and twenty dollars a share. Every single share at two hundred and sixty percent of a million shares. Am I or am I like missing a decimal point or something? Am I am I doing that wrong? I mean, I don't. That seems like pretty Johnny. standard math, right? What? I, I don't, I don't know any of this stuff. Like, okay, this is the fi- this is the finance section of our current events episode. <laughs> this, is, this is to you've, you've, you've gotten into the business page of the current events yeah. uh, Paranormies presents episode, and uh, I'm just gonna say I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I do anyway, know this. anyway, I do know this. Look, I'm glad can I, can Jews I, are losing money. I'm glad Jews are losing fake money, and it's fake money because money is all fake, and this whole thing is fake. Like my take yeah, but- at the beginning was, they opened it up out of the gate with GamerGate, and the game stops here because once all this, once all the shenanigans with GameStop stops, there's going to be. I mean, if you thought the Patriot Act was brutal, wait till you see what's coming. Well, here's the thing: after the after the housing market crashed, they passed the stimulus package, and then they had the Dodd Frank bill. And the Dodd Frank bill was supposed to mm-hmm. uh, was supposed to reorganize Wall Street, so they couldn't come up with the uh, the fake uh, derivatives that the housing that, that right. all the mortgages were being sold on, right? Right. And but it didn't do that, like it, like eight hundred, nine hundred pages, and it didn't really do any of that. That's just what they said that they passed it for. Okay. Well. What you're seeing right now is you're seeing a manufactured crisis of the stock market. And because in our in our collective consciousness as Americans, we're familiar with um, the Great Depression, right? Mm-hmm. And what caused the Great Depression? Well, the stock market crashing. Does anybody right. know any of the particulars about why it crashed? No. They just know that when the stock market crashed, then there was the Great Depression, and a lot of people were really, really depressed greatly. Okay? Right, because there was no work, the, so, because there was no jobs, because there was right. no money, because the depression, because well, people were depressed, because of the money. Right. And 
they were greatly depressed. They were depressed greatly. They were great depression because the depression was great. Yes. And, and, you know, that's, you know, why my grandmother uh, made me pick dandelions out in the, out in her fucking garden one day and made me dandelion soup for lunch and made me eat it. And I was so mad because I didn't want that. I want a hamburger, but like, you know, she lived through the great depression. It really sucked. It really fucking sucked. Well, what they're going to do is there's a big there's a big happy Jewish trick waiting for you right around the corner when this thing is over and done with. Apparently, regular people cannot be trusted in getting in on this this stock market thing themselves. So they're going to pass some sweeping legislation that makes it nearly impossible for an average person to get in on this thing except for through the corporations that during the Great Reset are going to have to have uh, some kind of social credit attached to mm. and through your 401k, which if if it's shown that, I don't know, like let's say there's something in the legislation that says uh, you were the second G in an N tower at, in 2017 on Twitter, uh, you violated online racism rules that they decide to throw in there and they decide to just take money out of your 401k. I don't know. I'm just saying like, there's all kinds of crazy Jewish tricks that they can do with finances. And this, this whole thing stinks. This whole thing stinks. And I understood a lot of the people I know, like we're just really like, yeah, let's get, you know, let's, let's get the hedge funds and yeah, like, yeah, wall street sucks. And no, I, I totally agree. Yeah. All those people fucking suck. But, um, at the end of this thing, what we are seeing is little as a little small victory right now, and uh, I'm not I'm not making a faith no more reference. I'm just saying like there there it's going to be ugly. It's 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 going to be ugly, and we already know how they're already doing another housing bubble. We got a giant we got a giant fake bubble with the student loan thing that's going to mm-hmm. pop. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I mean, how how many bubbles can they have going at once? Because the housing market bubble was was pretty was pretty fantastic, and all the shit that they managed to get away with, just because of the housing market crashing. Imagine what they can do just just when the student like have the student loan bubble burst right around the same time they decide to pass the sweeping legislation to keep people from uh, putting the poor hedge... Dude, seriously. Can you imagine anybody trying to convince you that you need to feel sorry for somebody who's in a hedge fund? Have you seen the the loops that people have been going through on... What Jimmy Kimmel, like Jimmy Kimmel had an open monologue where he blamed all this stock market stuff on Russian bots. Yeah. Back to Russian bots. Dude, it's always going to be Russian bots with these people. Uh, It's, it's terrible. People are like, they even pulled a, uh, like the whole, well, think about it before I even, before I even get get to that article. uh, The app that everybody was buying and selling and trading on was Robinhood. The whole thing, Robin Hood, it's, you know, steal from the rich and give to the poor, right? That's what Robin Hood did. That's the whole point. He stole from the rich and gave to the poor because the sheriff of Nottingham came along and, you know, and he was enforcing the laws of King John, who wasn't really the king and blah, 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 and whatever. Robin Hood 
was actually stealing from the little guy and giving to the big guy. They were stealing from the poor and giving to the rich. They shut down trading, you know, the other day. They shut down trading of, of GameStop because, you know, these hedge funds were starting to lose their ass. Uh, I think, what, what, do you, what do you think happened there? Do you think something happened like they, they le- legitimately got caught with their pants down and they got fucked and they got the SEC and the White House and everybody to help them out and now it's just, just Jewish tricks? I don't think a head, a head of a hedge fund getting on Twitter saying we're fucked is real. Absolutely, I don't I, either. I, I don't either. I don't either. That's when I knew. That's 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 when I was uh, wondering what nose was looking under the tent. Wasn't yeah. camels? Yeah, and then you have then you have uh, what's his name there, Cooperman, going on on CNNBC and saying, "Well, yeah, you got everybody sitting home with their government money, investing it all willy nilly." Everybody's sitting at home with their six hundred dollars stimulus checks. There isn't that right, there, Cooperman? You lost a billion dollars out of your whatever it is, thirty billion dollars you're worth, or whatever. If that's even real, here's the thing: is like money not being real. I can't take any of that seriously. You know, I like the whole. Oh, we're beating the Jews at their own game. Has it ever? Has it ever happened? Has it ever happened with the stock market? Ever? No, never. They never take a beating. They pretend to take a beating, and then like uh, was it Hitler said like a blob? They just reform around. Let's like you punch them, you squeeze them, it goes between your fingers, and it forms again on the outside of your hand. Is this going to happen again? You know, this is until you, you know, until the entire problem is taken care of. I mean, this is just going to happen over and over and over again. And the system that they built, they. They created, they run. I mean, you also got to remember, speaking of the system, these little Reddit stunk investors, whatever, these guys that are, you know, they, they have their like two and three and a quarter shares of Game Stunk, you know, AMC or whatever. Uh, what was the other one? Nokia, BlackBerry. It was like such meme stocks too. Oh, yeah. And then the dog, well, I, I then don't know. Doge. I, I don't know if this last two you were saying were real or if people were just like, or we're just memeing on like companies that, right? That were recent but but obsolete. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. I don't I don't know if that's tr- if the the Nokia and the BlackBerry were even true. But I know I know Nokia. Uh, Nokia was one of them because um, an actual IRL friend of mine. The people remember when they were when um, Robinhood was selling people's positions on GameStop and whatever without their permission. One of my buddies was like. Um, he posted on Facebook that that they sold his Nokia position and he didn't initiate the sale and they were doing that with a couple of different couple of different ones. So yeah, there's there's supposedly some class action lawsuits going on. Um they're gonna sue Robin Hood. Robin Hood and you know, their found the founder of Robin Hood whose parents both work for the World Bank. You know, these people you've got uh, the, the guy uh, the guy from robin hood somebody posted that tweet looks like jelaine maxwell's son that's a joke yeah uh, yeah i know i know he but could like, be he could like, be yeah. yeah he could be uh but the reality is is uh you know there are relative connections with this uh with citadel the the big 
hedge fund that supposedly had a controlling interest in or a large interest in that Melvin Capital, which was the company that got caught with the pants down shorting uh, GameStop. GameStop stunk. Uh, it was Citadel who, let me see, just White House connections. You've got Jen Psaki, the new, the new um, press secretary. Her husband is a manager for Citadel. Uh, also, I believe her brother is a manager for Citadel. And also... Uh, that, her, that, that her is in quotations, right? Well, yes, clearly her is in quotation. She's got such a freaking large brow ridge. Um, then you have former head of the Federal Reserve now. the for, Hey, by the way, first female secretary treasurer. Did you know that? Did you know that? We're going to circle back and let you know again that she is the first female secretary of the Treasury. Janet Yellen, who is the former head of the Fed, uh, took... $870,000 in speaking fees that she totally deserved because she's totally an expert, according to Jen Psaki, um, from Citadel Capital. And also, guess who else, speaking of the federal and former heads of the Fed, uh, Ben Bernanke is part of Citadel Capital. So it is literally collusion and nepotism and the usual suspects all around this huge thing that's taking up a large portion of media time, which leads me to believe it is extremely fake and also gayer than two guys sucking three guys' dicks. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, it's not much gayer than that. So, well, uh, yeah, it sounds like we've uh, really covered the finance section. Yeah. Of yeah. this, uh, of this, uh, Paranormies Presents Current Events <laughs> newspaper. Um, <laughs> You know what's next? It's arts and entertainment. Yes, arts and entertainment. Um, man, this is gonna hurt. This this is right in your your sort of Gen X wheelhouse. Uh, Marilyn Manson is in the news again. We did a Marilyn Manson episode recently, last season, end of last season. Yes, we did. We did an esoteric Marilyn yes, Manson episode we did a, where we discussed. Uh, fairly anybody who hasn't anybody who's listening right now who hasn't listened to it, please check it out. We literally drag Johnny into talking about Marilyn Manson. Yeah, and you're going to make me do the, it again. He's in the news again. He's in- right. So five women, including actress Evan Rachel Wood, came forward Monday to accuse this singer of uh, past sexual, physical, and emotional abuse. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy that it's happening now. Um, I mean, how many years ago? How many years ago was this? She started. Apparently, uh, right, Ra- I, Rachel Wood says that she was groomed as a teenager. Um, I am gonna go on. I, I I'm gonna do a little bit of uh, defending, uh, defending Manson here. Okay. Uh, I, 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 not not too much, but let's let's make something abundantly clear. If you've decided that you are going to be romantically involved with Marilyn Manson, you have to be pretty much aware that certain there's going to be a certain amount of things that are happening. Sure. Now, uh, Evan Rachel Wood was uh, the person that Marilyn Manson decided to make 
his significant other after he divorced the tranny burlesque dancer uh, Dita Von Teese. Uh, uh-huh. Marilyn Manson loves his loves his uh, dolled up trannies. He was with uh, Rose McGowan for a long time before Dita Von Teese. Uh, and and Evan Rachel Wood is a dude. Okay, uh, you you can watch this person on Westworld uh, pushing the transhumanist agenda. But Evan Rachel Wood was the subject of a song from a lesser listened to album of Marilyn Manson's called Eat Me, Drink Me. And the song was called Heart Shaped Glasses. And it's probably one of the worst song. I, I've, I, I listen to his music a lot. And Heart Shaped Glasses is one of the worst songs he's ever written. Is And he, he, he forced it to be a single. It's, it's absolutely dreadful. She's in the video. It's, uh, and she's claiming, she's claiming that she is a rape survivor. Okay. Uh. And she, and when she went before Congress and a house judiciary subcommittee in 2018, as part of an effort to get the sexual assault survivors bill of rights act to be implemented at the state level, um, she didn't name Marilyn Manson, but she said that she had suffered toxic mental, physical, and sexual abuse, which started slow but escalated over time, including threats against her life, severe gaslighting and brainwashing, and waking up to the man that claimed to love her, raping what she believed to be her unconscious body. Um. So. Yeah, like you said – if you get into any sort of a romantic relationship with somebody like, like a Marilyn Manson, uh, you're going to have to expect some level of abnormality, you know, in the relationship department. Um, I mean, just in general, you know, it's like, it's like, what was it? Oh, did he? Yeah. He said, obviously my life and my art have been long, magnets for controversy but the recent claims about me are horrible distortions of reality my intimate relationships have always been entirely consensual with like-minded partners regardless of how and why others are now choosing to misrepresent the past that is the truth and you know what i mean he's probably right i don't you know yeah, I, mean? I don't like, i don't disbelieve him again like you said you know you get into a relationship with with Marilyn Manson, there's bound to be some weirdness. It's like the girl that went to Mike Tyson's hotel room with him at four o'clock in the morning. You know, she said he raped her. What the fuck did you think you were going to do up there at four o'clock in the morning with Mike fucking Tyson? Implying, I know, implying, but, but. You know, uh, it, I find this whole thing to be a little bit ironic, though, because do you remember when the Me Too stuff first started coming out? Right. Uh, he was on tour, mm-hmm. and he was, uh, at the time, Twiggy Ramirez was playing live with him again. And and they, they've been friends forever. Mm-hmm. Well, a gothopotamus who used to sing in a band called Jack Off Jill said that when they were in the local band phase, uh, that Twiggy Ramirez, uh, yeah. even though was going out with this Jack off Jill person did a whole bunch of horrible things to her. Right. right. And during the middle of the tour, 
During the middle of the tour, Marilyn Manson fired Twiggy. Didn't stick by him at all. Just just threw him right off the tour bus and then and then backed over him with the tour bus. Well, this and is now, what happens. This is what happens, Larry. This is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> Have you ever seen the USA version of The Big Lebowski? Or like the... the cleaned up for television version oh no yes oh no i i, I didn't know that's uh, all that's i could from that. all i could think of is they they say water they whenever black people say motherfucker in movies they have them say watermelon instead right uh they, right they did that for one of the resident evil movies the, oh, the resident evil movie that had the the black dude that was in uh the second friday i for, i keep forgetting his name but uh, he kept saying instead, motherfucker kept saying watermelon, watermelon. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. It's been a long time since I've seen a Friday movie. Hey, hey, it's, hey, wait, it's Black History Month. We should watch know. a Friday movie. No, we're not going to do that. Um, but we're getting to, we're getting on the end of the second hour now of the first midweek episode of the second season. Um, we got off into the weeds a little bit. We got most of our content knocked out. I think we did. We did all right. What do we miss? There's a couple things. Well, I, I want to bring up. To I want to bring about. up something really quick because I keep getting tagged in this shit all okay. uh, over and over. The Kamala, um, in quotes here, stepdaughter. Oh yeah, that that was that's the thing. Clearly a fucking. That's clearly a dude. You got you. People could stop fucking tagging me in that. But it's clearly a dude. Yeah, it's not even close. Okay. That one's not even close. Um, we didn't get to this stuff about the insurrection. I know there was more insurrection stuff. There's more of that Saturday Night Live clip. We didn't finish. We didn't even finish up because of the stonks thing. Um, after the stonks thing, there was the the Jack Dorsey, Mark Zuckerberg section where they pretend to be mad at big tech censoring people, uh, and then they had. Oh, who's the guy that played Jim on The Office? Come on, I guess he was the I guess he was the talent for the week. Uh, they had Jim from The Office come on, and he was Tom Brady, and they had Tom Brady come on. He was the only thing in America that still works. He just goes to work every day, and he wins football games. That's what he does. He goes to work, and the last line was, "You know, it's great that you do that. You're the only thing in America that we, the only goddamn thing that we can still count on." Oh, it's great. At least you're not one of those weird Trump supporters too, right? And he's like, well, thanks for having me on, and gets up and leaves. And they had to throw in that at the very end, that the only thing that still works in America is still a crazy Trump supporter. Oh, God. Because <laughs> uh, they, they're going to keep talking about him for four years. Oh, yeah. Even though he's gone. They'll keep talking about him for four years. Well, we still talk about Obama. What are you talking about? Eh. You know? No. I don't know. I feel, I feel like do. the whole four years of Trump, nobody really talked about Obama. They couldn't stop talking about Trump. Um, Trump is an enigma in the presidency like no other. Uh, I think Obama was supposed to be. And then they were like, wait, hold, you know, like. You were like, little baby, watch this. <laughs> and then Trump came in and like blew 
every metric of like popularity and uh, hatred by the opposition. And like they named a thing tedious, like tedious Trump derangement syndrome, like normies used the, the acronym tedious, which was very convenient for a friend of ours, uh, you know, for friends of ours. That, I ha- that was an acronym. I do have one last. I do have one last thing I wanted to bring up. Mm, what? It's gonna... Dr. Rachel Levine. Oh, God. Thanking Vanity Fair for honoring. Yes, for putting her on the cover of Vanity Fair. On the cover of Vanity Fair. And I think... it, it says, the title it says on there is, The Sky is the Limit. Right. And then in parentheses, it says, Madam President Levine. Yes. Now. A leader in the making. Dropping the truth bomb right there. That is a truth drop. If you've ever seen one, that is predictive programming. That she that will be that will be president. That or something like it will be president. Um, I am now that is like Sam Hyde's state enforced homosexuality. Yes, that. Levine thing will be president or another tranny like it will be president soon, sooner than later. Uh, Kamala might end up being the secret tranny in office. Uh, but yeah, Dr. Levine on the cover of Vanity Fair. Now, if, if you've, if, if, if that grace is the cover of Vanity Fair, does that cheapen everything that's ever happened to Vanity Fair in the past? Like does that? Well, how many how many secret trannies have been on the cover of Vanity Fair? Oh, you don't even want to get into that. Hundreds, right? But no, but them doing the bit like they're bending the knee, like this whole trans agenda, it's it's unnatural and really creepy on its face. Like to put a non-passing tranny. In, in in charge of something is one thing, but to like start promoting it on the cover of magazines like Vanity Fair, that's like GQ for like I guess everybody reads Vanity Fair, men and women. But like it's like the it's like a GQ tier magazine, right? It's a high-ish society magazine. If you read Vanity it's- Fair, you probably read the Sunday Times. Can I can I make a Gen X mu- music reference? Sure. Okay, one of my favorite albums of all time is Mr. Bungle, California. Okay. And on on that album, uh, there's a song called Vanity Fair. And when you read the lyrics uh, to the song, Mike Patton is singing from the perspective of someone who is deciding to uh, sever their male member from themselves. Huh. So I find it incredibly ironic in a sort of like long way of explaining sort of way but it's like it's a really good song and like you don't even realize you don't even realize till you actually read the lyric sheet and you're just like oh wow what the fuck is he talking about (laughs) (laughs) you you crazy motherfucker (laughs) and it's and mr bungle is is a crazy project of his so it's it's okay you know but like it's it's like what what did he know about Vanity Fair, that uh, right, you know, right. Well, who knows, man? What what do they know? I mean, what is who's seeing? Mike Patton related to? Who like who who'd Mike Patton 
you know, who who could some of his relatives be? Possibly somebody at Vanity Fair. He didn't get to be who he is for no reason. Anyways, all right. I think we've I think we've run out of stuff. We have. I think we have. Well, actually, we, we there's no. It's 2021. We'll never run out of stuff. But we're done for tonight. Well, yeah. Nobody nobody cares about that tranny Sophie like breaking its neck. Like no, nobody cares about that tranny Sophie breaking its neck while going to climb up to look at the moon. Uh, some sort of weird sacrifice. Um, there's also just, that just Sophia. Just the number up to forty two percent. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If it's an accident, does it count? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's self-immolated, though. I mean, you know, it did it to itself. Anyways, all right. We're going to get out of here. Uh, we'll see you guys this weekend. We got some more actual content. And uh, Do we do creepypastas during the week? I don't remember. We don't. I don't think we do. We're going to do that? You want to do creepy pastas for the midweek ones, or just save them for the weekend? I don't know. I think we should do uh, it. We, I'll throw one in. I got a couple in the Dropbox. I'll throw one. Yeah, you sent me a couple. We'll post one of Jack's. I'll, I'll find one one of Jack's to post, and uh, you can you guys make sure to listen to Jack's creepy pasta and feel free to critique the shit out of it. So please do. Yes. All right. We're gonna get out of here. We'll see y'all later. Time travel makes you gay. So does debating. <laughs> There was no pearly gate. The only reason I knew I was in a cave was because I had just passed the entrance. The rock wall rose behind me with no ceiling in sight. I knew this was it. This is what religion talked about. What man feared. I had just entered the gate to hell. I felt the presence of the cave as if it was a living, breathing creature. The stench of rotten flesh overwhelmed me. Then there was a voice. It came from inside and all around. Welcome. Who are you? I asked, trying to keep my composure. You know, the thing answered. I did know. You are the devil, I stuttered, quickly losing my composure. Why me? I've lived as good as I could. The voice was penetrating, but patient. The silence took over the space as my words died out. It seemed like an hour went by before the response came. What did you expect? I don't know. I never believed in any of this, I uttered. Is that why I'm here? Silence. I continued. They say the greatest trick you ever pulled was convincing the world you don't exist. No. The greatest trick I ever pulled was convincing the world that there is an alternative. There is no God? I shivered. The cave trembled with the words. I am God. <laughs>